Hello and welcome to the Life Enchanted Podcast. We're on a mission to optimize our lives through faith, health, wisdom, and much more. Thank you for joining us on our journey. Here now is our host, Nick Carlisle. What is good, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Life Enchanted Podcast, where it is my duty to explore all things related to living an optimized and fulfilling life. I personally am on the never-ending journey to improve myself and figured why not share my findings and my conversations with as many people as possible. This episode is brought to you by MyLifeEnchanted.com, which is where you can find all things related to the Life Enchanted movement. You can sign up for my email newsletter on there, read my blog, check out some apparel I designed, and a bunch of other stuff as well. Also, I would love to keep this podcast relatively sponsor-free, and to do that, I need your support through Patreon. You can visit the support tab on my website to learn more about that. Your contributions through Patreon will keep the Life Enchanted content flowing and will also help me dedicate more time to expanding the content, i.e. the blog and newsletter and whatnot. But most importantly, a portion of every cent that comes through Patreon and my online store will be donated to Metro World Child. You can find out more about them through my website on that support tab. Also, please consider leaving a rating and possibly a review of the podcast on whatever platform you're using. Your feedback helps other people discover the show and join the movement. My guest for this episode is Haley Kleinhans of Capital Floats Auburn, which is a state-of-the-art sensory deprivation or float tank facility uh, that is in the heart of Northern California, and it is due to open June 15th, 2020. If you are in Northern California, I highly encourage you to check out their new facility. It's super dope. They have float tanks, infrared saunas, massages, a lounge, all sorts of awesome stuff. It's very clean, very high quality. The service there is wonderful. Just search Capital Floats Auburn online and you will be able to find them. Uh, You can also use code LIFEENCHANTED with no spaces for 40% off your first float, which is an absolute steal. So definitely take advantage of that. But back to this interview with Haley. This was actually the first time I ever had a conversation with her, and we really hit it off. She's articulate, she's thoughtful, she has a beautiful soul, and it was fun for me to talk to her. So I'm really stoked for you guys to hear this. So without further ado, Haley Kleinhans, ladies and gentlemen. So I thought a good place for us to start would be uh, with your story and with your personal journey uh, of how you've kind of arrived to where you are today. So can you share with us just how you got here seemingly healthy and well and about to embark on this this new business chapter of your life? Yeah, so my journey to where I'm at today and you know how I came to decide I wanted to open a float center, I started working at Capital Floats in Sacramento like three years ago. Mm. Um and discovered floating. Ryan, the owner down there, he used to come to my yoga classes. I taught in Auburn at Yoga Reclaimed. Um, yeah. And so I met him there and he was like, yeah, I'm opening this float center. And I was like, 
what's that? And he was like, I can't really explain it. You should just come try it. Uh, so I was like, okay. And he was like, and then I didn't see him. And he like stopped coming to my classes and his friends were still coming. And I was like, Where, what happened to Ryan? He's, they were like, oh, he's like in construction. I was like, okay, got it. And then he reached out to me right after he opened and I came down and floated. And I was like, this is epic. Mm-hmm. Um, my first float was like super playful. Um, it was in room one in Sacramento. It was awesome. Um, and I fell in love immediately. Um, what, let's let's dive into that first float real quick. Um, did you go music or no music? I did music. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that was my first mistake, honestly, for my first float is that because it's a practice, right? Like floating is for sure a practice. It's not just something you go and do and you just like nail it and every time it's different. So my first, and it's kind of intense and it's just so different for your body uh, to go through that and to experience it. So my first float was like, it was completely silent and I wasn't in already in like the best mental state. And it was just kind of like this very powerful, but transforming and awesome, but kind of scary experience for me. Like after like 40 minutes after I went through theta state and all that, I was, I like, I snapped out of it. I, I lost all, um, all aspect of time. I didn't know if I was in there for five minutes or for <laughs> three hours. And I was like, yep. get me out of here. Uh, but the, <laughs> but the second time I had the tones flowing and they're like super ambient, non-rhythmic tones tones and it was a game changer for me so that's why I was curious yeah music can help you know like you said if you come into the tank and you have a full mind and most of us honestly do and we don't realize that we're so full mentally until we get into that environment and we're like oh my god I have so many thoughts there's so much going on in my head I didn't realize yeah the music can kind of can kind of help just get you into a state where you can relax Mm. um I still use the music and sometimes I'm like I just don't want it I want the quiet um but that's, I floated, um, a lot, you know, mm-hmm. so it's definitely a practice. It's something that you develop. Like you said, it's like a, any, any practice of anything that you decide to do, it takes, takes some getting used to, and you kind of develop a routine and a rhythm that works well. Yeah. Um, no for doubt. You. yeah. After, yeah. after floating more and more, I have the same feelings of sometimes like you, it's just a feeling like I need the tones today. I need the tones. And sometimes yeah. I'm like, I just want to go in there with my heartbeat and my breath, you know, and it's, it's kind of like this unspoken thing, this unspoken feeling that kind of guides me that direction. But yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so back to your story, keep going. Sorry to interrupt. (laughs) No, no, it's great. It's a great question. Um, yeah. So I floated for the first time and I was just like, this is great. Um, I love it. I don't really understand what's going on in here, but I feel really good. And I, I laughed a lot in the, in the, in my first float, I was just like giggling. (laughs) Um, I was like, I'm like a kid in here. It's awesome. (laughs) Um, and so, and then just one thing led to another and I was just kind of in a a transitional space in my life. Like we go through, you know, I was just kind of feeling like I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. And, um, I ended up stopping teaching yoga and I was working at Trader Joe's at the time and I stopped working at Trader Joe's and I was like, I'm going to go back to school. I'm going to go to Sac State. So I went to Sac State and I didn't have, um, I didn't have a job and Mm. I was like, maybe I could work at the float center. My friend was like, you should ask Ryan if he needs help at the float center. And so Ryan was like, sure, come work at the float center. And, and so then, Mm -hmm. um, it was like really in the early days in Sacramento, I think I came on like a few months after they, they opened, um, down there. And so anyway, I started at Cap Floats and Sac and just slowly, 
I think at the beginning, I didn't really understand, like, I looked at it as a job and a place that I was like, oh, I can float here. This is cool. Like, it's also a, a job where, you know, it's fulfilling my financial needs. But I don't think that I really realized what was happening until maybe six months in. And I started to have some really profound conversations with people that were coming out of the float tank. And hmm. um, they'd come into the float center and they would they would be stressed out or they'd be kind of like you get to you get to understand how to read people like where you see like oh they're a little bit nervous or they're a little bit anxious and maybe it has something to do with the fact that they're going into a experience that's very different and very new but there's also that element of like oh there's people that are coming in with a lot of stuff on their plate and feeling overwhelmed and so having those kind of interactions with people and then them getting out an hour later and being like completely different like it was like they just let go of everything and got out of the tank and the things they were talking about before they got in, like, Oh, I'm stressed out about this, that, and the other thing. And they would get out of the tank and we would start talking about like this creative project that they've been thinking about for a long time. Or like, Mm. they're like, yeah, I like was thinking about this song that I want to write or like this painting that I want to do. Or like, Mm -hmm. I, I thought, I thought this problem that I was thinking about when I came in was like this big deal. But now I'm seeing like that, I totally figured out the solution really easily. And Mm. it was just really profound to be, to see that transformation happen so quickly for people. Um, and I just started to get really interested in what was going on in the float tank and what, how this was transforming the community um, in Sacramento. Mm-hmm. And so I just, I got inspired and wanted to, um, I, you know, I grew up in Colfax. I taught yoga in Auburn. I am from this area. And mm-hmm. I was like, I really want to bring this to Placer County. Cause I just feel like there's a need yeah. um, for a facility that offers offers floating yeah. and offers these places to get into altered states of consciousness in a way to kind of, I think about like the backpack that we carry around with us all the time with all of our stuff that we put in there, all of our past, all mm-hmm. of our worries, all of our fears, all of our anxieties, all of our insecurities, like all that stuff we carry around with us all the time. And like the float tank is an environment where you literally just take off the backpack and you're like, sweet, I'm just a human being having an experience and like all that stuff, it's still there, but it's, maybe not as important and it doesn't maybe have as much meaning as I think it does. Yeah. Um, and I can be free, you know, to maybe explore different ways of being alive and expressing myself and totally. following the things that really speak to me and make me happy. Yeah. That it's so interesting how that happens because it's, it's not an attempt to, to remove the backpack either. Just like the going there, I guess, is the attempt, but it's not like in there you are trying to really do anything. You're kind of just settling <laughs> in. You are, and it, I, I liken it to like exercise, like running when I'm out on a jog. I'm not trying to figure things out, but things just start figuring themselves out. And I have, mm-hmm. you know, creative bursts and I'm a teacher, so I have like, thoughts about like my classroom, like, oh, why don't I do this on this instructional day? Or why don't I do this for a project? Or why don't I have them write about this or connect these dots or whatever it is? And I'm not trying to do these things. They just start populating um, in my mind from my from my subconscious or whatever it is. And, and the same thing goes when I'm in the float 
when I'm in the the float center is I'm not trying to do anything. And every time is completely different. Sometimes I have super creative floats where I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm I'm not going to be able to remember all of these things. One time I I was in there (laughs) thinking, I was like, Ryan needs to install an option for voice recording in here (laughs) where I can like reach up and press like a record (laughs) button because I'm going to forget all this and I need to like speak it out so that I can now get my mp3 you know when i exit the float center you can email it to me or something but totally. and then other times they i haven't been creative at all but i've been like in deep prayer and just like feeling my heart or feeling my breath or whatever it is so it's it's just weird how there's it's it's when we don't try to solve things and be creative that those things actually start to manifest which is just a weird dynamic Absolutely. I mean, it's so funny that you say that about wanting your own MP3 like option. I, I've Joe Rogan talks about when he floats, he'll leave like a notebook outside of the float tank so he can like grab the notebook, mm-hmm. write down his ideas, put it back, and then get back to floating. <laughs> um, which is kind of like it's it's a little bit counter like intuitive to like the, the process yeah. of the creative process a little bit to like yeah. you know do that. But it's funny. Like I totally get what you're saying of kind of being flooded with just incredible insight yeah um and and then also you know sometimes when i float like it's really hard for me like i'm like i don't want to be in here like why am i doing this like i have twenty thousand other things i could be doing right now and i'm Mm -hmm. just laying in this bath like why like Mm -hmm. i i you know and those are often the the floats that i leave feeling frustrated and i'm like ugh, like this is why was this so hard um and i think that it's just you know I think anything with with intention and, and awareness around how we're how we live as human beings is an opportunity um, to see your reflection. Like there's, a, I, I like to run. I like to work out, and, and sometimes like I have a a great run or a great you know a great workout, and other days I don't. And it's like every day is different. Every day is an opportunity to like start over. Mm-hmm. And some days just aren't that great. And floating yeah. is the same way. You know, it's like art mimics life like that's true for Mm. all of us yeah Um, that's good yeah um so what compare pre-floating Haley to current floating Haley what what are some (laughs) what are some different benefits that you've seen manifested in your life from a consistent practice uh well when I first started floating I I was like I said I was in a transitional kind of space and I actually was sleeping a lot in the float tank. And hmm. I think that that what had a lot to do with, I was under, I was just, I needed to sleep. And I think that, you know, the body does a lot. The mind is a lot of repair, um, in that, in that REM like cycle that you yeah. can achieve in a float tank, which is really cool. Is and that what you get? Sorry to interrupt you. Is that what you get? Okay. Cause I, I for sure have those moments when I'm in there mm-hmm. and the first 10 minutes is like, usually like my body figuring out and a little bit hectic, chaotic, figuring out what's going on in there. And then, all of a sudden I go honestly into like another dimension where I I don't know. I I lose all track of time and I've heard it, you know, called the theta state or whatever, but is, is that like the REM portion? Are you really falling asleep? Because I don't think I'm fully asleep, but I'm definitely not fully conscious. And then when I snap out of that, I'm like wide awake, super well rested, ready to get after it. And usually I'm ready to get out of the float tank and just like conquer my life. 
Totally. So yeah, it's, it's this, it's this space of like lucid dreaming of like being, being aware that you're dreaming, but you're, you're not really like fully asleep. So it's not really, it's not really REM. That was uh, like, I, I think about like that sort of state where you're, you're having like a dream state experience mm-hmm. um and but you're not really in rem so mm-hmm. i that was totally miss miss but, but you could totally fall asleep in there as well oh, yeah. right oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Yeah, but you're not like it's it's hard to explain. You're like I said, you're lucid. Yeah. And and sometimes I do like dip out for a second and I'm like, "Oh, I'm back." Um <laughs> and I like I a couple of days ago I actually fell asleep in the tank and I I was like, I was fell asleep so hard. I don't know how long it was, but I woke up and I was like, where am I? And, <laughs> and that doesn't happen to me very often, but I was like, I'm in my bed at home. Like I was trying to roll over and like grab a blanket. And I was like, this is not what's happening right now. But it's really funny. Like what, what happens when this external stimuli is, is shut out, you know, yeah. and we were talking about earlier about running and how you'll get ideas and different things that will come up. Um, you know, when you're, you're able to kind of unwind your mind and you're not constantly flooded with information. Um, I think that we're just all very, everything that we do, we have, an, we have things coming at us all the time. You know, we're, we're very stimulated as a society mm-hmm. and places like running or the float tank or these different, you know, meditation things where we can sort of almost clip off those external stimulations. Like you can really get into cool states where you get, creative juices and you start to feel inspired and and there's not so much outside noise that can distract from the inner voice that comes up and has you know things to say and express um and so for me like my float practice definitely i it's been a crazy journey you know i've really worked through a lot of my own personal insecurities in the float tank i Mm. i think that where i'm at today and being ready to open uh the float center grand opening is going to be June 15th. So where I'm at now versus where I was when I said I wanted to open a float center, like almost three years ago, I'm a completely different person. Like the amount of insecurity that I had to work through and like, honestly, opening a business is like, it's really just about you getting over your own stuff Mm -hmm. so that you can actually open the thing that you say you want to do. Mm -hmm. And that it tests you. Um, and the float tank has been an incredible tool for me to kind of, I I think about like my insecurities as being this, these things that stand in front of me and they're like these mirrors that I can see myself in, but I can also see the way through Mm -hmm. and the float tank. And like, sometimes I just literally can't see a way through. And what the float tank does is it kind of like provides this alternative route that I can take. And it Mm -hmm. allows me to kind of almost just walk through the mirror that I'm looking at myself and being like, Oh, I was, I was imagining there being a barrier there it's not really there yes um and it's really just how you know mod- like the float tank has been in in those difficult floats that i was talking about where i can't calm my mind on and i can't like i can't chill the chatter that's going on in my head mm-hmm. oftentimes that chatter is like my own how i'm talking to myself yep. you know it's like oh why can't i relax oh like why do you suck at this so much like why are you so bad at this like mm-hmm. you know how to like all this, all these things that we tell ourselves that like, when you start to actually listen to the way that you talk to yourself, start to see like, yeah, like I'm not very nice to myself sometimes. Totally. Like I have, I'm like kind of being hard on myself. I'm like, I would never talk to my friends this way or like my family this way. Like kind of a conversation with myself and allowing myself to, to continue to like have this kind of behavior. You know, it's like if, 
if someone spoke to me this way, I'd be like, yo, buddy, like, you can't talk to me like that. Mm-hmm. Like, why am I allowing <laughs> allowing my own self-talk to be so negative and so, like, kind of de- demeaning almost? Like, oh, like, you're, totally. you're a dummy. Like, what are you, you know, all that kind of stuff. And so the float tank has been an incredible tool for me to unwind that stuff and make different decisions. Like, you know, maybe maybe I'm not going to... I'm going to still have negative self-talk. Like one of the things I realized is like, I still have doubt. Like I, I wake up every day with a lot of insecurities still, like it's Mm -hmm. not going away, Mm -hmm. but I have a choice. Like I don't have to dive into that and allow that train of thought to run my day and run my life and inform all of my decisions. I can be like, okay, cool. Like I have some insecurity and I have some negative self-talk, like it's there, but I know that I have other options and the float tank has really and a lot of other things too, you know, the float tank coupled with a lot of other practices in my life have, have helped sort of get past that stuff and, um, create a new out, a different outcome. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. So much good stuff there. One, one thing that I feel like, and I actually try and teach this to my students now because I feel like it was never communicated to me until things were, were bad. And I, and I matured and had to kind of learn on my own is, actually observing the the chatter in your head as opposed to just identifying it and identifying with it and just going mm-hmm. with it just that whole concept be, that's behind mindfulness and all that and this could go super deep we could talk about this forever but just being able to observe the narrative observe what's being said and then realize that there is the option the choice to believe or run a different narrative is just like such a basic thing that's always been right in front of our face that I, I've just never grasped. I've, I mean, mm-hmm. I could speak to, for myself in this, but I think it's super common. Like it's just our, my whole life. It's that's our, my, been my reality. Whatever's running in there is, is reality is truth. Um, but just, just realizing that, whoa, okay, I'm, I'm going to observe what feelings I'm feeling right now and emotions and I'm going to observe what narrative, what thoughts are causing these emotions. And then I'm going to retract those and install new ones or start running different narratives. And I feel like the, the earlier in life we can grasp that the better we, we can build that muscle and that ability to do that. Um, but now like 30 years old, as I'm starting to realize these things, I have these thought pathways that have been carved so deep into my neurons and these patterns just run so deep that to change the course of these thought rivers takes a lot of work and a lot of practice and um yeah meditation for surely helps mindfulness for surely helps prayer for surely helps and and the flow tank for surely helps because that you know is a conduit to all of those things and another thing is like like you said identifying um that that fear and that shame uh one thing that's helped me is um just identifying it as the false self and actually like labeling it as kind of like a person giving it a name like oh that's my that's my false self right there Mm, you know mm. putting forward this fear of Haley you can't open this business or Nick you can't do this podcast or whatever it is like that's just that's the false self the true self is that you know you have these god-given talents you have these connections these networks you're whatever it is like there's there's so much different stuff that is actually truth that we can grasp and focus on that will propel us forward so that's been super helpful as well and the last thing that you kind of touched on which i think it needs to be underscored is 
And this is something that I've heard Tim Ferriss talk about, uh, Dr. Peter Atia talk about, and currently I'm in a book, and um, this dude named Morgan Snyder, who I had on the podcast, he talks about it in his book. But, I mean, one of the golden rules of the Bible and kind of of the world is to treat others how you want to be treated or Mm. love others how you love yourself. But a lot of us don't treat ourselves well. And that translates to we can only love others as as well as we can love ourselves and that's kind of a weird concept and it's I, i i haven't really like unpacked that completely in my mind but the more that i read and the more that i listen i'm 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 realizing that if our relationship with ourself sucks then it's really gonna be hard for us to have healthy relationships with with others around us and especially the people who we love Absolutely. I mean, everything that you said, I, I love it. I, I f- want to talk a little bit about, you mentioned teaching your students mm-hmm. about meditation and being the observer of your own thoughts. And it makes me, it, I feel like this negative, this negative self-talk that we, we get into as adults, it comes from these agreements that we've made as children about who we think we are. For sure. And that little voice that's in your head, it's been there forever. It's been there since you decide, you realized that you were separate from your mom, right? It's mm-hmm. like it's been there for a long time. And as children, when things happen to us, we make decisions and we make it about us because children don't understand that they think the world revolves around them. Yep. You know, it's like the world revolves around me. So anything bad that happens in my external is because of me. We're the star, and then we, the star of the movie. We're the, totally. We're the star of our own movie. And it's mm-hmm. like anything that's bad, anything that happens that we see, we interpret it as something that's happened to us. And then we create these stories that then end up running our lives as adults. And we mm-hmm. don't realize that we're literally like big kids running around with these silly stories that we made up when we were like seven Mm -hmm. um, that are now, you know, having a huge impact on how we, how we are living our lives and how we are treating ourselves and treating the world Mm -hmm. and treating the world around us. And um, so it's so, it's so great that you're connecting with your students at such a young age. Cause I feel like if, if those pathways can be acknowledged and recognized, it's like, this is an important, this is an important moment, you know, in development of creating better self-talk and being conscious of a conscious observer of those mm-hmm. of the way that we're speaking to ourselves and the way that the decisions that we're making and that the decisions that we're kind of laying down um, about what's happening around us and then having those decisions kind of inform who we are as human beings. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so important that that happens. It's really cool that that's happening at a young age and that you're kind of guiding your students in that, yeah. in that direction because it's just seminal moments of childhood totally. I think about like the things that happened when I was a kid and like like an argument that my parents had and my parents are amazing they're still married like they've been through it they've worked so hard on their marriage like they're incredible people but like these arguments that they had when I was like six and I could hear them fighting in the in the in the room next door and I like made it all about me about how I was like a bad kid and mm. you know all this stuff that I'm like look at now as an adult and I'm like wow I I really allowed that think that thought of me being bad and like me being bad and then also like not being good enough not being worthy of love I allowed that to really inform my experience of life yeah um and it was in the float tank that I had some of those like memories kind of come up and be like wow I I forgot about that like that was really in there and that's Mm. really been it's really been informing 
my life up until this moment. And a lot of other things too, you know, I think it's important to on this quest of personal development or to become better human beings. It's just, it's important to diversify our, our forms of, um, teaching, you know, Mm -hmm. the flow tank is one amazing tool, like you said, but I've also done a lot of like, I like did hypnosis and like gone through therapy and I've been through a lot of like personal development workshops. And I think that like all that stuff, it it combines to create like a very, Mm -hmm. gives you a lot of tools and a robust toolbox to to choose from and be like, okay, this is a good tool for right now. And this is maybe something that will help me at this point. And then also just being hungry, you know, to, to learn and to want to be a better human being. And I think that we're so blessed right now in the world, like as the people that we've, I'm born this woman in, in California with like amazing parents that mm-hmm. like love each other and support each other. And like, I've been through some hard stuff, but like my, my ticket in life has been awesome. And I'm mm-hmm. so blessed that I have an incredible relationship with God. And like my spirituality is very strong. And like, I mm-hmm. have just have so many amazing gifts in front of me. It's like, mm-hmm. why, why would I not? take every opportunity to become a better human being so that I can give back and serve more. You know what I mean? No doubt. Um, so many people don't have those cards given to them. They aren't mm-hmm. dealt that, that hand. And like, I feel like that was one of the big reasons that I wanted to do this is it's like, I, my lot in life has been amazing. Like I, I've been through some hard stuff, but like I've really been handed a pretty, pretty cool, mm-hmm. like, opportunity to to give back and mm-hmm. and to share and to and then also develop myself and i think what you said about you know loving loving yourself and then and being able only to love others as much as we love ourselves like i really feel that given the gifts of how i was brought up in the world that i have entered into i i just i feel like it's my responsibility and duty to become a, the best person that I can be for myself first so mm-hmm. that I can give back to other people. No um, doubt. And, you know, I, there's some practices that I do that are kind of like, I, I spend a lot of time like comforting my inner child. Like I have a very strong relationship with like inner child Haley. That's like, mm-hmm. like I said, he's seven years old and is, he's feeling scared. And like I, when I feel triggered and I feel upset and I feel like I, I'm confused about what's going on and don't know what to do. I can tap into that and be like, Oh, that's inner child Haley. That's feeling really afraid right now. And doesn't know, you know, doesn't know what the next decision is going to be and is afraid of the outcome that could happen. And Mm. it's okay. Like she's, it's all right. And I spend time like visualizing, comforting her and like Mm. telling her the things that she needs to hear in that moment. So that adult 30 year old Haley can, you know, kind of see, see what the next, the next right decision is, but that next decision doesn't come until the inner child is comforted and loved or else the rea- the, the decision that I make is a reactive decision. That's like based out of fear and out of that, um, you know, the way that false self, those, the false, totally the false self that yeah. like react, you know, to something that, that has nothing to do with, mm. um, my own insecurities. It's just a thing that's happening. Yeah. And, if I don't tap into treating that child well, um, I can't show up well as an adult. <laughs> yeah. It's just not happening. <laughs> no doubt. Um, no doubt. I, th- I mean, yeah, you touched on so much good stuff. And, and 
I think, yeah, com- coming into that true version of who you are, the blessings that you've had, the opportunity you had, the marriage from your parents, and all that stuff is, I think, what it comes down to is coming into that true self of who you are, the the facts of who you are, as opposed to the narrative than what that what we've mm-hmm. established. And back to my students, I tell them, like, w- when I first started, like, doing some of this work and realizing some of these concepts and whatnot, I was, I was kind of pissed, like, how come someone never told me this? You know, <laughs> yeah, like, this totally. is like, I, and I tell my students, I have this little diatribe that I go on. Like, I don't care if you have a 4.3 GPA. I don't care if you go to Berkeley or UCLA. I don't care if you make a million dollars. If if you don't have strong mental health and a good relationship with yourself, and if you are not like a loving and kind person and have good relationships, then your life is going to suck. Like, yeah. I, I don't care how if you're the quarterback or um, if you're the class president or if you get a full scholarship or anything like that. Like, your life is going to suck if you are not like mentally healthy. Um, And so, so to me, it's like, it's the, it's the core of what education should be providing these kids, especially at a young age. Like, Hey, like that narrative that you're running and, and maybe people are trying to do this, but I feel like the language is just all off and it's not being broken down into basic terms enough for them. Like, Hey, check it out. Like you can choose to think other things like identify your thoughts as just thoughts and observe them and then change them because you can think other things. You can think about what is actually true as opposed to what you're thinking about this other, you know, what this other person thinks about you or what could happen or play out in the future. Like just these basic concepts. I mean, there's a there's a principal in Baltimore, in the inner city of Baltimore, who's implemented instead of detention, uh, mindfulness with <laughs> like super young kids, like kindergarten through like fourth grade, I believe it is. And you guys could look this, the listeners could look this up on the internet and check it out. But in the inner city of Baltimore, instead of detention, she's doing mindfulness classes. Like, I think it's like 30 minutes of mindfulness and she's kind of leading the kids through it. And a lot of the the rates of misbehavior and classroom management issues and all these things are dropping significantly and it's yeah. like duh like we're we're letting kids become aware of you know what's going on in their head and they're able to make better choices and better decisions and you know so i mean it's just and now as a father i'm a father of three i got a eight month old and i got a five-year-old and a three-year-old and i'm really trying to figure out like okay how how do I parent this into the kids so they don't struggle like I struggle, you know, Mm -hmm. and how does that, and part of it is like, one thing that I've read is like, as we've kind of touched on labeling the false self or labeling these different emotions, um, so that we don't identify with them. Like my, my middle child drew my, my little girl, she, she gets pissed off sometimes. And like, um, she really gets wrapped up in her emotions. So, instead of her like identifying as pissed off angry drew sometimes it's like let's let's label that as you know like drew baka you know like <laughs> where where did she come from you know like yeah. where just where did drew baka come from why did you why did you you know why did that come about what where did she come from what thoughts led there you know oh because sister took your toy and what did you think you know did that you know so just processing through like oh there's a thought there's an action that leads to a thought that leads to an emotion that I can now identify as something else that came up inside of me. That's not necessarily my, you know, my true best self. So 
I don't know. There's so much there and it's so tough to unpack and it's so complex, but I think that, uh, it's so important. It is. Everything you said, I, I feel like, um, man, (laughs) I just keep thinking about what I, what I call the already always listening mind. Already always listening mind. Already always listening. Mm. So it's like, it's this, I have all of these agreements that I've already made in my head. And so everything that someone says to me, I'm filtering them through that already always listening mind. That's good. And if that filter isn't, if it just, if it stays there, then I don't ever get to experience human beings for who they truly are. Mm. I only ever experience them through my own filter of what I think they are. And it deprives me of the opportunity to connect with many different kinds of people with many different kinds of ideas and develop incredible relationships with people that are nothing like me and are extremely like me. You know, it's like, we don't have that opportunity if we're always, if we're filtering it through that already always listening mind. Mm -hmm. Um, And like you said, like if you, you can have all of the accolades in the world, but if the relationship that you have with yourself and your mental health isn't good and you're not cultivating the relationships around you and really spending time developing good, strong relationships that mm. love and support you and lift you up um, and have a strong spiritual practice, whatever that is, whatever your connection with God is. I really believe in like developing a strong connection to source mm-hmm. um, with a higher power, or, like whatever that is for people. Like for me, that's been something that's gotten me through so, so much challenge is prayer. Like you were talking about earlier, but totally. like if, if those kinds of, um, if we're, if we're constantly caught in that already always listening experience, then we don't, we don't get to develop those things because all we get to do is develop, like continually develop our own ego. Like mm-hmm. we're like, Oh yep. yeah. Like anything that somebody says, we just categorize it. And we're like, this is the reason why we can't be friends. Or this is the reason why we're totally different. And this is the reason why I can't relate to you. And this is the reason why you don't have this or I don't have that. And it's just like all of this egoic crap um that i think isn't just really isn't serving us as a society anymore but really does not serve us um to become what we are what our potential of being is as human beings yes like we are at and we're at an um, incredible moment right now in human history to really like step into who we can be Mm -hmm. and allow the allow what's been to be what's been, but, uh, but step into the now powerfully and choose the future powerfully, you know? Mm. Um, but we can't do that if we're already always listening. Like we just can't, it's not going to happen. And I think that we owe it to ourselves and we owe it to our children to step powerfully into a future that we believe in and that we, we can get behind. Um, and that, inspires us mm-hmm. you know i think that mm-hmm. for me creating like doing all of the work that i've done personally it's it's so that i can create a future that i believe in and i'm inspired by mm-hmm. and i think that kind of going back to what you were talking about with prayer i just i feel like you know in the times when i've been really unsure about what to do next or felt very helpless about like you know, I've been feeling helpless about the state of our world right now. Like mm-hmm. I've been heartbroken over what's going on, yep. you know, in our communities and, and just what's happening. And it's like, I, 
I turn, I turn to prayer and I'm like, you know, I know that, I know that God wants us all to be happy and free. Mm-hmm. And I have, I trust that. And like, mm-hmm. I, I really believe that. And I think that there's prayer really, for me, it's the first step in any process. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like prayer comes first. Amen. And, and then everything that happens after that is, is I'm guided. Therefore, you know, exactly. if, I, if I can pray about it first and I, I'm opening myself up to the guidance mm-hmm. of what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. and, and we can move forward powerfully into that future that we want to create, you know, cause we literally, I think all of us want to be happy and free. Like that's, yep. that's what we want. So all of the stuff that we have to do to get there is it's often a long challenging road, but um, yeah, we'll be guided. Yeah. We'll be guided. Exactly. We'll be guided. Exactly. We'll be guided if we're humble enough to ask. Right? Exactly. The humility to ask and be like, I don't know what to do. Like mm-hmm. I don't have I have no clue and I need help. Yeah. And sometimes the help comes in a very weird way. It's exactly. Like, it's or, never what oh, we expect. It's never, never what we expect. Often it's not what we want. But it's like, oh yeah, like I asked for this. Okay, great. This is what I'm getting. Mm-hmm. And like I just trust that this is this is exactly what I need. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm always guided, loved, and protected. No doubt. And yeah, God is so faithful, and it's it's never what we envision. We always have this straight, perfectly paved path in front of us that we think is best for us, and that's never the case. It's like, yeah, if you want to grow, if you want to be safe and free and happy, then I'm not going to take you down that stupid path that's paved with the filter and the narrative that you've already put in place about your life. I'm going to take you to the, you know, 180 degrees in the opposite direction. I'm going to make you go through this suffering. I'm going to make you build this relationship, but then, and then it always turns out to be just a road paved of gold and experiencing heaven on earth and eternity, you know, that, that eternal feeling and that, that, um, communion with the father and with God, like it's always so much better. And it's, it sucks sometimes like a lot of the times we don't want to go down that path or it's scary or the you know the the false self wants to tell us that we're not good enough or we don't have the courage or whatever it is so uh but the reality is back to just like being able to identify reality is that god is faithful and he's gonna lead us to eternal glory if we allow him to and we seek his face um but it's just it's not easy it takes courage and that's why in the bible it says you know it's a narrow gate and a narrow path um and not many men will find it so yep. so good so good so so let's get back to cap floats uh, auburn i love everything we were talking about um but let's get back to cap floats auburn what are your guys facilities like what are you guys offering there how many float tanks do you have saunas what's going on there so we're a three tank center mm-hmm. um and i also am going to offer massage and I have no an way. infrared sauna also. Yeah, massage. That's I'm really excited awesome. about it. So I have two massage rooms. I have an amazing team of massage therapists. They're very skilled body workers. Um, obviously, with the state of you know coronavirus and all of that, we're having to wait a little bit before mm-hmm. we can start to offer massage. But I'm really excited to have this as an added modality. That is um, awesome. Yeah. So you can, like, as a member, you know, you'll get a discount on your massages. You'll get a discount on other stuff, too. Um, if you become a float member, but there's also like the opportunity to just get more into healing and more into the physical body. And I feel like with the float experience, um, sometimes for me, like talking about 
the like stress and anxiety and like the, the emotions that we carry in the body, we, we carry that in the muscle too. You know, we clench when we're scared or we clench when we're feeling, you know, that like stress or anxiety or things that we're dealing with. And I think that the, what's amazing about the float tank is it really allows your body to relax. But mm-hmm. sometimes for me personally, I like to be really physical and I, I love a good deep tissue massage. Yeah. So if I can get a great, like if I do an infrared sauna, have an amazing massage and then float. It's like wow. I'm set up for like the most incredible day of my life. <laughs> wow. And like yeah. the most incredible month of my life. Yeah. Right? Like, what a like dream. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's the, that's the offerings. Dang. So the sauna to the massage to the float, that is next level because yeah. the sauna gets warms up the body, gets the muscles all loose. Let, wow. Yep. Yeah. That's next yep. level. I'm going to have to yep. for sure experience that. What is uh, yep. the post float room like? So we have a post float lounge that's got a couch. We have a chair. We have a little altar. I had a buddy of mine do a really cool mandala for protection. Mm. Um, was it uh, Eric Goodman, perhaps? It was Eric was Goodman. Was it the homie yeah, Eric Goodman? Yeah, dude. That's my guy. He, yeah, I got a, a giant piece of his art on my arm. Um, yeah, nice. Super dope. Yeah, he's he's really tight. For all the listeners, check out Goodman Creates on Instagram. Um, he's a tattoo artist out of Sacramento. I believe he's leaving, not to digress too far, but he's leaving Origin, right? Origin he did. Arcade? He already left, okay. actually. He's, he's got a little spot in Midtown. Gotcha. Um, yeah, he's super all, dope. Uh, he's cool. He did my back piece. Oh, um, did he? I love it. And then we're going to, he's going to do some more stuff for me, um, on my birthday. Actually, I'm looking forward to it in October. We're going to have another appointment to have him tattoo me and i'm just like i don't know really what i want but like i trust you you're yeah. creative and amazing and here's the kind of the area that i want to do and um what was cool about we're gonna digress a little bit i guess with eric all but, good um, the artistic process with the mandala was so cool because eric approached me and he was like hey like i really want to do a mandala for you in auburn um and and i was like yes absolutely yeah. and he came up and, and saw the space and then he was like i want to do something a little bit different and this is why and he did this really rad um, mandala that's like a it's a protection talisman. So it has. I like, saw a picture of it. It's dope. Yeah, it's, it's really cool. And I was like, "Do it!" So he yeah. came up and floated, and then he painted it until like two o'clock in the morning. And he texted me. And he's like, "It's done, but I'm not going to send you a picture because I want you to be surprised." Yeah. It was awesome. I was like, "Yes, that's this is so, cool. so sick." Yeah. One of my first times at Cap Float Sack, I went in there and. Um, prior to floating, I was sitting in the, in the post float room and I just like got lost in thought, but I was lost in thought while looking at the mandala that he did on Uh that wall. And it's like, just the way it's so perfectly symmetrical and well thought out and creative. I mean, and it is giant too. I just, I completely got lost in this piece of art that was right in front of me. And it was like, I will never forget it because it was like nothing I've ever experienced before with a piece of art. So, I, I mean, that dude is, is super dope. I highly recommend yeah. people check him out. He's amazing. Rad. So, um, June 15th, you guys are opening? June 15th. That's right the day. On. Where can people yeah. find you online, Haley? Um, they can go to capitalflow.com and then on our homepage, you can click on Auburn and follow that link and it will take you to the Auburn page and you can book from there and um, see our offerings and should have some photos up soon of the facility and we're just kind of getting all that together so yeah Sweet. how about Instagram um, at capital floats Auburn is our Instagram and the same for Facebook 
rad. Highly recommend yeah. people checking that out. Is it, it is a amazing experience, super cool, super transformative. Um, yeah, and I'm, I've been bringing a lot of people from church there, which has been awesome. So I'm exposing Sweet. that whole world to it. So it's dope. Love and, it. And now it's only going to be 10 minutes from the Life Enchanted headquarters, which I'm so stoked for. Yay. So Yeah, <laughs> this is awesome. Haley, thank you so That's much great. for doing this. Yeah, thanks for having me, Nick. It was a great conversation. I enjoyed it a lot. All right, guys. Later. A special thanks to King's Kaleidoscope for the instrumental used on the intro and outro of this podcast. Also, a big thanks to the good people at Capital Floats, which is Northern California's premier sensory deprivation and float tank facility. I am a frequent user there, and the experience is transformative to say the least. And for listeners of this podcast, they are offering an exclusive deal of 40% off the normal price for a single float. Just go to CapitalFloats.com and use the promo code life enchanted with no spaces at checkout if you're in northern california you definitely want to take advantage of this please remember that i am not a doctor so definitely consult your physician before making any sudden diet supplement or lifestyle changes suggested in any of these episodes if you're interested in connecting with me you can send an email to nick n-i-c-k at mylifeenchanted.com or you can find me on instagram at mylifeenchanted peace